this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 113 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this is an about the things episode which means we can talk about anything anything and little Dennis is with us the co-host and he has he's had a bit of an adventure this week because he was out in nature he's enjoying the trees the birds and the sunshine yeah, I think he had a fun time. So this week's little episode, I haven't really got a main topic. I've got three little things to talk about. I'm going to talk about anxiety, a recent lucid dream, and the power of nature. And that's basically it. There's not many notes for this one, but little Dennis is going to get jump right into it, I think. Bing! So you put little Dennis in his little house, because he likes sitting in his little house. He's nice and comfy in there, I think. <laughs> but if you want to see this podcast as a video, you can see it on youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. <laughs> and I'm also still working on the website, but it's not as much as I have been. And I'm currently working on the About section, which I think will be quite fun when it's finished. But it's going to take quite a while. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little timeline showing Kevin turning into Sophie with little photos so you have a little photo of me as a baby as at school all these little photos from my life until the present day which I think would be quite nice and little Dennis is going to be on there as well which I'm quite excited about but that's basically that for the website so I think I'll start by talking about a recent lucid dream it's only a little one but it's very weird and if, if you know what this would possibly mean, can you sort of let me know? Because I, I can't work out what this would mean. So I was in this dream and I was in my bedroom. It was another false awakening where I woke up. I thought I was awake, but I was actually still asleep. And then I, I went into another dream. This lady was very happy. She was doing a presentation. She was so happy. It was unnaturally happy. And I said, why is she so happy? And then I realised, I said, ah, this must be a dream. Because she was so over-the-top happy. So I became lucid. And then what happened was, it sort of kept going from all these different dreams. And then I could hear my dad talking in the background. Well, I could hear my dad talking, but I couldn't see nothing. It was darkness. And then what happened was, I started going through the floorboards. I walked out of the room where my dad was... And I started going through the floorboards and I said, yeah, I'm definitely dreaming because I was because I was going through the floorboards. I knew I was dreaming. But as I went through the floorboards, it went completely black because what, what it was before was it was about 10 percent vision. You could see stuff, but you couldn't really see anything. But now you couldn't see anything as you went through the floorboards. But what happened was my dad's voice, it started getting softer and softer as if he was drifting into the distance. Until finally, as I'd gone right through the floorboards, my dad disappeared. Now, I look at that and I think, is that... Because I recently contacted my dad. Because I haven't spoke to my dad for about four years or something. Because he's being a bit horrible about my being transgender. So I needed to separate myself. <laughs> it's quite weird. When you start talking about personal things... The voice starts playing up. That must be something. But 
so what happened was I tried to contact my dad and I realised it wasn't going to be happening so maybe that dream is saying it's time to properly separate yourself from your dad I don't know but it was very telling that one but as I went through the floorboards this lovely female voice which I've heard before it's like a it's it's angelic yeah it's like a sort of a beautiful female voice and it was echoing through the dream and it said it just said steady it was very reassuring it, it just said steady as if steady yourself so I stayed there I didn't see nothing but as I kept I, I, I was still moving through the darkness so even though it was pitch black I was still moving and then this this really posh man's voice it boomed out and it says the question is will you listen to the spheres or the elements and then I woke up and I wrote it down and it, it's one of these things that sometimes you'll hear something in a dream and it feels very very important even though it makes no sense and this is one of those so it's it's saying will you listen to the spheres or will you listen to the elements the thing that's weird about that is because I, I thought the first thing I thought was does that mean one of these is a positive and one's a negative and I thought well maybe the spheres are like a representation of the quantum with like these spinning atoms positive and negative so maybe reality is made of these spheres these spheres so the spheres are like the source they're like a representation of the source the elements are a representation of the physical so, so I thought, well, maybe the, the spheres are more positive than the elements. But then I thought, well, the ancient spiritual people, they, like, worshipped the elements, like fire, wind, water. Like, those those elements and air. Was it fire, wind? Fire, water, wind. There's an, I think there's another one. But the, they worshipped them as if they were, like, the gods or something. So I was a bit confused about that. Yeah, because to me, the spheres and the elements would be the same sort of thing. So I wondered, why is, the, why is that man asking which one would I listen to? But it was very... I, I just... I liked that one. Yeah, it was one of those dreams that I woke up and I thought, I really liked that one. Because it had a nice energy about it. And even though I couldn't see nothing, you could just feel the energy. And And before that, I had that thing again where... I'm lying in bed and if I put my if I'm in if I'm in a dream and I become lucid if I put my my awareness I suppose into the top of my head as if I'm looking up into the sky it's really weird but you can start to feel you can start to feel like you're you can feel yourself stretching but you can also feel the speed so it's almost like a g force and it's a little bit it's it's a it's a beautiful feeling but it's a little bit too much so i almost i always end up coming back from that because i can't quite, i quite, i quite i quite <laughs> i can't quite handle the energy of that feeling but i love it so when i get it i'm i love it and i'm like oh, i love this feeling but then i can't handle it so i'm wondering again you could almost say maybe that lady who's saying steady Maybe what you've got to do is when you're in that place with that feeling, because I know if you can stay with that feeling, you're going to you're gonna go. 
you're going to go into, I think you're going to go into the astral planes with an awareness. So instead of being in the our body as a, as a regular dream or something, I think you're going to go there with your awareness. Because that, that, I feel like that's the, the phase between waking or, or being a physical and being a spiritual. I feel like that energy is the transition phase. It's very powerful though. I've had it in meditations and stuff. What it feels like is when you get butterflies in your belly, that feeling is really nice. But imagine that feeling of butterflies all over your body. And the feeling is is exponentially getting stronger. So you've got that feeling of the butterflies, which feels lovely, but it feels it's just it's getting more and more powerful. And it gets to a point where you're like, this feels too lovely. I can't handle it. But along with that, you've also got this stretching feeling with, with the G-forces, which I love that. So that makes me feel like you are actually travelling somewhere. And it's also telling that when I come back from lucid, if I come back from a lucid dream, from a false awakening, if I if I want to wake myself from a false awakening, there's a pop. And, and it's another one, you f- and then you wake up jolting. So again, it's almost like there's a movement going on between, I think it's the spiritual, your spirit body, and, and your physical body. It's almost like, it's almost like the, the moment of you separating and coming back into the physical body, it requires you that feeling. Yeah, it's weird that. I love it, but it's very, I find it very interesting. So the next little topic is going to be nature and I just think the power of nature is amazing so on Sunday I was working on my website I'd been on it for eight hours and my eyes when I stopped my eyes were throbbing and I thought this isn't good so in that moment I decided I was gonna have a week of not so much website stuff and I think I did website on Tuesday I think yeah I think I did website on Tuesday Monday I went down Saltram in the, in the forest and then Wednesday we were, I went there with my mum and I'm going to go there again tomorrow which is Friday and Saturday I'm going to have a week with nature because be, being with nature it's amazing I was sat in this little field it, you've got all that dry grass because it's so hot so I was sitting there all this dry grass like that and what I've noticed is if you sit still in, in nature for about five minutes maybe all the birds will start to come around. I don't know whether they, they don't realise you're there or whether what happens is because you're sitting peacefully, they just start to trust you or something. But there was this little bird, quite a big bird, but a little bird. He, but it had this it had a really long beak and it was just it was flapping and it was hovering. I think it's one of those um what are they called? Like love birds, is it? hover birds he it was just it was right in front of me like hovering but it was perfectly still its wings were flapping like crazy but it was perfectly still and i just i was looking at it thinking i love this and it flew off there's little robins every so many different birds down there it's just beautiful but there's something about being with nature that it's really energizing you're looking up at the sky the the colors of the sky like some of them you think you couldn't make the, these colours up. And what I've noticed is, which is really weird, 
that nature seems to bring the best colours together. And it's something really weird happened the other day. I was I was lying in the sun at Saltram. The sun was up here, and I, I had my eyes shut and I was looking at the sun. And what you know when you're looking at the sun, if you've got your eyes shut, some you can't the sun somehow gets through your eyelids. And it, but if you look at the sun and then you shut your eyes, you you sort of still see the sun. But what was happening was I was looking at this sun, and I noticed that the sun was creating like a flame shape in my in my eyelids. So in my closed in my in the darkness of my eyes, I could see the, I could see the sun as like a little. Well, it was weird. It was like a little blue flame with a red background. But this is weird. I don't know what this means. I don't know why it would do this. But when you've got your eyes shut, if you you can still move your eyes left and right. So what I did was, for some reason, I moved my eyes to the left. And what happened was, the flame of the sun stayed in the centre of my vision. But as I moved to the left, the flame went, on one side, it went orange with a blue background. The one in the middle was a red with a green background. The other one was a yellow with a purple black background. And no matter how many times I moved left and right, it was it was staying consistently with those colours. And I was thinking, why is it doing that? But then I, as, the more I thought about this, the more I thought, this is weird because those colours are the com- complementary colours on the colour wheel. So when you're doing painting... Those colours are the ones that are, they go well together. So I'm thinking to myself, why is it that the sun in my closed eyes is being represented as the three main sets of complementary colours? I don't know. I'm going to look into that because I would have thought, I would have thought the sun would have just been one colour. Also, why was the sun revealing itself as two colours? It's quite weird, that. (laughs) It's just something I thought about, but there is a little thing I wanted to say is because all this stuff with like the lockdown and not going outside and stuff, I've been wanting to talk about this for so long, but I've been a little bit scared because I don't want to offend people. But but the thing is, the minute that this thing started and everyone went a bit crazy, I was so happy inside because I knew that this was the moment we had been waiting for for like the big change so the thing is like change is really messy with my transition from kevin to sophie it's been about a seven year process from when i first decided i was going to do it and it got very hard at times with like suicidal thoughts and stuff but the reward at the end is that a lot more at peace and in balance still got lots of anxiety but I'm becoming myself so going through that horrible period of just horribleness it's there was moments in that I thought I couldn't I couldn't carry on but I look back now and I learned so much from it and it's almost like the the process of changing it just requires a destruction of the old so I feel like what the world is going through at the minute is this destruction phase, which I th- I would I suspect is going to last years. Yeah, it's it, it's probably going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But I just know something inside knows that this is 
this is I feel like humans are in the most important phase of existence so I feel like we are so lucky right now to be in this phase of transition I just feel like everything that's gone before has led up to this moment and I, I do wonder whether it's all repeating repeating loops so maybe the ancients like the Mayans and the Egyptians maybe they went through the same thing and what I think sometimes is did they were they going through this thing like say the Egyptians and they created the pyramids or something as a way to sort of leave behind the message hidden but what I think happens is when you get through that transition and pop the other side I wonder whether the system the universe is just going to reset because maybe the whole point of this existence is to find complete balance on like the earth so the the whole earth is going through a cycle of creating creatures who evolve and the whole point is can these creatures find balance between positive and negative energies and i feel like the, it's the earth the earth is just it's like repeating this process over and over again so I feel like we are right at the point of the transition bit and I do think it could split off and create two timelines. You would have one timeline which would which would stay sort of negative and I feel like that one would be properly reset with some sort of natural disaster. That would reset the process. The other one would split off into a positive place and maybe, because maybe what happens is that one that goes off into the positive, it effectively becomes like a heaven on earth. The the other one, it sort of becomes like a hell on earth with the destructions and stuff. So, but the thing is, we have a choice, I think. We have a choice. That's the, that's the thing that's so powerful, is we have a choice of what we do. And it doesn't matter what anyone else does. We, we always have a choice. So, like, all this lockdown stuff, don't go outside, be scared of people. We have a choice about whether we want to do that, whether we believe that. And the thing is, if you really sit with death and and really think about death, what happens is you start to realise that there's nothing to be afraid of. So you start thinking, well, yeah, what what feels right? And what feels right to me is being outside with nature. Walking around the forests this week, everybody has been so nice. That's the thing. Everybody's been so nice. Yeah, so, and I think to myself, we are all going to die anyway. So we might actually die tomorrow. So if you're going to die tomorrow, do you want to spend your last day locked up inside in fear? Or would you rather spend that last day outside free? Yeah, being free with nature. Because you have a choice on that. So the thing is, you're going to die anyway. So why not have a nice life until the point when you die? Rather than... Because if you're staying in, inside in the lockdown, you're basically in fear. Yeah, but if you're doing what you think feels right, and maybe to you, feel, staying inside does feel right. So that I feel like that would be all right. But there's, there's this part of you that knows if something's not right or not. So if you listen to that, yeah. But the thing is, when you get outside with nature, you just know that th th this feels right. There's something about it, especially when you've seen all the birds and all the animals. It, it's, there's a peacefulness out there. 
and it comes inside. It's quite weird that. Yeah, the peacefulness of nature, it goes inside of you. So I feel like if you're stuck inside, especially in a fear mind, inside is going to be generating fear. So you're going to be you're going to be evolving into a fear creature. <laughs> That's quite weird. That's just something I, I noticed. So to me, I just feel like get get outside with nature, feel the power of nature, and once you get a taste of it, <laughs> yeah, you you just it's it's the best taste in the world. Nature. The final thing I was going to talk about anxiety. This kind of goes into nature as well. So one of my anxieties is my hair especially the top of my hair, especially this bit here, it bothers me, this little bit here, <laughs> like there's one there as well, which is why I got that thing on, but it's like, if I had a little bit more hair, I could just do something, yeah, I've got a little bit, a little bit right on the top of my head, but I did something this week, which was amazing, so I was walking around Saltram, taking photos, normally what I would do is I would, I would dress up in the fo- in my dress, I'd have a wig on and stuff for taking posing for the photos, but what I would do is I would do it in secret. So if I, as I moved to a new location, I would take my wig off, I'd put some really boring clothes on, and walk about like that. It, what I did was I said no. Again, I think it's like facing a fear. I said what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my wig on, keep the dress on, and I'm just going to walk around Saltram. And it, at first it felt quite scary. It felt very scary. And but what then I saw this fence, I saw this fence, and I thought, oh, I really want to take a photo there. I thought I can't do that. It's there's too many. There'd be too many people. I get embarrassed and stuff. This little robin, which is my spirit animal, this little robin flew onto the fence at that precise moment. The synchronicity of robins from, is amazing. So I felt like that was a message of yes, sit, stand here and take some photos. I stood there, took some photos people walked past and I just kept taking the photos and the next thing I knew I was taking photos all along this little lane I came home and thought about it and and then the next time I went out which was the Wednesday with my mum I went out and I actually took my headscarf off because normally when I'm outside I've got a headscarf or a hat on to hide my hair but I just I had a little dress on and I took my headscarf off and I walked around Saltram showing my bald some of my bald patches and stuff and the thing that was amazing was yeah it was very scary at first but after about 20 minutes I sort of um I, I, I got confidence <laughs> yeah I started to get confidence but I was still very anxious and I kept playing with my hair like this and I had a pair of sunglasses which I kept pushing my hair to one side and putting the sunglasses on I was like trying to control my hair, I suppose, but I did it. And then when I came home, I just thought, oh, this is amazing now. Because what I can do now is I can go to the Saltram, into the forest. I can wear my dress, put a pair of trainers on. I can I can actually do whatever I want now. He, like I can be myself outside, at least in nature. That's phase one, I think. Phase two would be going into city centre or going into a place with lots of people. But it goes to like baby steps, little things first. Keep doing these little things. It this again to me this is like a fear thing. It's like the mind is trying to scare me and say you can't walk around Saltram without with showing your hair because people will judge you and 
people think you look like a man you got bald head and stuff so it says lots and lots of horrible things but i just thought to myself this goes into this week's inspirational quote i thought well why don't i just try and see what happens so, and i think being with my mum helped a lot because because my mum doesn't judge people so i felt a bit safer with my mum so the next phase is tomorrow i'm going to do it again tomorrow on my own because what I don't want to do is get to a situation where I feel I can only do it with my mum. Because, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be good, I don't think. But I'm going to do it again. And I think the more I do it, the easier it will get. And it will get to the point where I won't even need my headscarf. And I think the next phase after that would be going into a busy city centre. The next phase after that would be going to work around people, people I know. Because I love wearing headscarves and stuff. I like the way I look. I like the way the headscarves look. But I don't want to be in a situation where I can only go out if I'm wearing a headscarf. Because that's a fear thing. And I think the more I do that, which is wear a headscarf or hide my hair, the more I'm going to give power to the fear, the thought in my head that says you've got horrible, you've got bold patches and stuff. So I've just got to accept I've got to accept my hair the way it is and I, I I should be grateful for my hair because I've got I've got such long hair for me if you saw me about five years ago I hadn't I was bald basically he <laughs> that wasn't a fart that was my foot on the table but on the on the website I'm going to put all these little photos and I think what happened was looking at these photos of myself over the last few years I've I've realised how much I've changed. Even though I didn't realise it, it's been such a gradual change, I didn't notice it until I looked at these photos. And I think, I, I thought to myself, I just thought to myself, I don't, well, what it was was, he, what it was was, it was was, no, what it was, was, a few years ago, I went out with, I had no wig on, I had facial hair, and I was wearing little dresses and I was so confident in myself that I didn't care and I proved to myself that I could do that somewhere along the line between then and now I think it's when I started going to work because I couldn't do that at work I had to wear a headscarf or something and then what happened was I started relying on the headscarf all the time so I lost the ability to just go out without anything on my head so I think looking at those photos, it's almost like the past me sort of inspired myself because I thought, well, if I did it then, I can do it again. So I feel like wearing the headscarf, there's a time and a place. Yeah. It's just something I've been thinking about. But the thing with anxiety is it feels so real. It's Anxiety to me is like a... a it's like a... It's almost like what I think reality is. So reality, to me, is a dream that feels so real, we think it's real. But really, it's not. It's just a dream, which is why you can manipulate it. So if you start changing your thoughts, you can you can do little experiments where you change your thoughts and then you'll notice that the, the, the environment changes. So you're, you can prove to yourself that it's somewhere you and the you and the universe you and the reality are the same thing so you can sort of prove that to yourself 
but so that's kind of like a dream so yeah so to me reality feels like a dream but I've lost what I was going with that one <laughs> it's obviously not that important because if it was I've got a little quote I like this if it's important you'll remember so oh yeah it is important so anxieties which are negative anxieties to me are negative thoughts which you which you become sort of obsessed with and the, the thing is hmm, it's weird it's like somehow I know that these thoughts like one of the anxieties might be I've got an anxiety at the moment about people sitting in the back garden because I like my window open and I think well yeah I've got a little anxiety there about sort of I don't know what it is I do know what it is it's because I feel like I I feel like I lose a bit of privacy if there's people in the garden so there's an anxiety there of what if people go in the garden today but then I also know it doesn't matter because even if there's people in the garden so what I can pull the blinds I can there's a million things I can do so it doesn't matter and also it'll pass the thing is that thought it's it becomes so powerful and it feels so real that's that's one example there's so many of them like today I was at work and I got a little thing which I try to every day I say hello to somebody and I've noticed if that little thing all you got to do is say hello to somebody if I if I fail to say hello to somebody at the start that will just snowball into a bigger problem if I because what happens is I oh, I didn't I, I get upset with myself oh, I didn't say hello because of a fear because I thought and some normally it's if there's more people around I get I, I get a bit embarrassed because I think if I what if I say hello and they don't answer me I'm going to feel embarrassed because other people would have heard me say hello <laughs> it's weird but then I know that that doesn't matter because all that matters is I said hello that's more powerful to me it's more powerful that I say hello and I don't and nobody says hello back that's more powerful to me than than not saying hello just to sort of yeah play it safe so even that I can see that it's it's a negative it's it's weird everything is is like everything's kind of trying to trick you into being negative it's so weird yeah every everything every thought at least in my head not all of them the ones i'm aware of they're trying a lot of them are trying to sabotage me so what happens is if that first thing that first little thought if I don't act on it, which is to say hello, it, it's almost like the little thought, this little, yeah, it is like little, you've got like a little demon in your head and a little angel. And you've got complete free will about what you're doing. So you know that the angel says, say hello to somebody because it will be positive. Then the demon is saying, don't you dare say hello. Somebody will, somebody will laugh at you if they don't answer you. So what happens is, let's say you've got to say hello and you fail to say hello because there's somebody else there. So you get a little bit imba- little bit self-conscious. The minute you've not done that, the little demon starts laughing. It says, aha, I told you you couldn't do it. So now next time, next time you go to say hello, like five minutes later, 
there's two things that happens here either the little demon it's now more powerful and it's it's almost like you've now got less chance of saying hello because you didn't say hello before but also if you can just become aware at that moment when you didn't say hello you can actually say hello see that's even more powerful so that's more powerful if if, if you don't say hello you can become aware that you didn't say hello and if in that moment you can say well i'm going to say hello now so you you then say hello that's way more powerful because what it means is the demon it did stop you but it shows that you're more powerful than the demon because you were still able to say hello so then the little angel says ah you know this is lovely and it says it says doesn't it feel good and it does so then what happens is next time you say hello again and to me when they said about you've got a little demon and a little angel sat on your shoulder all that is to me is it's it's negative and positive energies because if you think about it i feel like humans the greatest thing we've got is free will free will to me is is that is what makes a human free will if there's no free will everything is just going to go probability based towards negatives and positives but the free will it means you could be at 99 percent negative but your free will will still allow you to get to 100 percent positive but equally you could be right about about to become 100 percent positive which i think is enlightenment and like evolve transcending the system you could be right at that point but you've still got a free will to go all the way back to negative it's like that that's what i think and i so i wonder whether animals i wonder whether animals have got free will or whether animals are just going purely based off of probabilities because i feel like reality is a numbers game it's like there's a probability that i'm going to do a podcast this week and the more times i do it the more probability there is i'm going to do it but there's always a i've still got free will about whether i do a podcast (laughs) that seemed a bit weird but what i've noticed is every single decision is coming off of that it's almost like our thoughts are fractals so nature is made of fractals which are these little it's like a little shape and that let that little shape becomes the same shape but bigger and then that shape becomes a bigger shape so all you need is one little shape and that little shape can become anything because you just put you just keep rearranging these little fractals so it's it's like a pattern but i feel like thoughts are doing the same thing you've got a little thought and that little thought it fractals out so you end up you can end up with a little tiny little tiny negative thought it will fractal out which is a negative based upon a negative based upon a negative into a bigger negative but really that bigger negative all it is is one little one and it goes the same the other way with the positives so i feel like humans and this goes back into dreams i think dreams are us bouncing around between different realities which are all as real as this one but they're they're in different states of positive and negative probabilities that's what i think so again i think we've got and i think the reason we are conscious 
is because we are, I think, we are each in our own little universe. And the, the conscious version of us is the version that is, I think, is going to become 100% positive. So I think it is destiny that every single human becomes 100% positive in the end. Because I feel like the source is 100% positive. Or maybe it's a zero. Yeah, maybe it's a zero, which is like the balance of negative and positive. But I feel like whatever the, whatever it is, I think each human, based off of free will, is going to end up at this balance, at the balance point, which is going to be, it means it's, it's no longer affected by the positive and negative, because the positive can do what it wants. The human will stay in the centre. The negative can do what it wants. The human stays in the centre. So at that point, you think about it, you've got extreme power because you've now got you've now got the ability of 100% positive and 100% negative because negative isn't necessarily negative. <laughs> you can use negative for positive things, but you can also use positive things for negative things. So I feel like that's that's what the power of a human is. It's you've got this massive power of positive and negative and you're you're in control of it you don't realize though because we're inside of the an earth simulator which is slowing down time because then because what it is is the time it means you've got complete control of this power but the time slows it down so that you you can't instantly use the power yeah, so, so that means that you've got more probability of being influenced by the powers. Because the let's say you've got a positive and you say, I'm going to... Let's say you've got a negative and you say, I'm going to destroy a house. There's a period between you deciding to destroy the house and actually destroying the house where the positive little angel voice could come in and say, no, don't do this. And you'd be able to feel that that's that it's the wrong thing to do. So you would still have free will about doing that. But once you've got, I think, complete balance of these two power, two energies, which is negative and positive, you're in, a, you're in the astral plane, which is the outer body in the dream place, which in that place, thoughts are instant. So if you think something, it's instant. So if you was in that place and you thought, I'm going to destroy the house, the house is destroyed instantly. So that's why I think... That's why I think we're here. We're here to learn how to balance positive and negative so that when we get to the proper place, like the source reality, we we don't go recklessly destroying things. That's what I think is... I like it. I think it's cool. <laughs> but I feel like dreams, nature and anxiety, which is like a, th- a form of thoughts... I feel like all this stuff sort of goes together because the the dreams and the thoughts are very similar in that they're not real, but they are real. They're not real, but they are real, which is weird. And then I feel like nature is an extreme form of positive. But inside of nature, which is positive, you've got massive negative as well, like tidal waves, winds, lightning strikes, which destroy things. So even the positive of nature has the power of destruction. So I feel like nature is the balance point. 
Yeah, nature is the balance of negative and positive. And humans, I feel like we've been created by nature, which is the earth, to become like a new earth, basically. So what maybe what happens is each little human, each little creature, will in the end evolve into a new earth, which that you would then be a new earth, creating your own little creatures. Oh, I love that. That would be beautiful. So what it means is the little earth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's made me cry. The little earth. Our little earth is effectively the creator. Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? The little earth. Our little earth is the creator. So our creator is is with us all the time because we are on earth. Wow. I love that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so the, our little our earth, we are standing on our creator with the goal of evolving into a new a new earth so that we can become a new little a new little earth. So you'll en- you'll end up with a universe full of little earths creating little creatures which will become new earths. Ah, oh, how cool is that? It's it's a never-ending process of creation. Which is probably why creating drawings and paintings is such a a powerful feeling because it's it's like you're tapping into you're tapping into the the source, the god, the the universe. Because if you think about it, Earth is the ultimate form of creation. Oh, I love that. That's basically this week's little podcast. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed that. I had no idea what I was going to talk about today. But little Dennis, I love little Dennis. He's the best for me. Little Dennis. Here's a little secret. This week I bought the domain name www.littledennis.com so little dennis has now got his own little website and at the moment there's only little tiny little coloured pencil drawings on it but in the end I'm going to create little dennis really nice little dennis characters and he's going to come to life because he's cool (laughs) so little dennis he's finished this one I think he's going to stay with us for the ending. So this week's little inspirational quote. Oh, you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. This week I put out a little video. It's going to be the the first of a new little series which I'm going to try to create little characters which is something I'm still in the very early stages of. But I thought the best way to get good at it is to practice doing it. And I thought the best way to practice doing it is to make it a a regular video. Because that will keep me keep me focused to do it. So each month I'm going to do a little character. Create a new little character. And then for the li- little draw day challenge. Which is a little 365 day drawing challenge. Every day for a year. I'm going to each day for that month. I'm going to keep drawing a little character. So, because I think if you keep drawing the character, you'll get better at drawing that character. 
and I'm gonna, I've got to try and draw the character in different poses, different angles, because it's, it's very hard for me to draw a character in different angles. It, I'd lose the consistency. So what I'm going to do is, each month, I'm going to create a little character on the video in its early form, and then each day for that month, I'm going to keep drawing it. And I think at the end of the month, I'll, I'll compare it with the one I started with. And I, I imagine it will evolve into a much better looking character. And then I'm going to... Well, I, I did that with Little Dennis. But I'm going to do it again with Little Dennis on the computer. And he'll become like a little digital... Little digital character. That's basically that. So this week's inspirational quote, I've got no idea who this goes to, but it's it's one of these powerful quotes that I remember right from the start of this little little journey thing. So in nine in twenty thirteen, I think it was twenty thirteen, I was I was suffering really badly with OCD, and it was making me do crazy things. Again, the thoughts were so great stupid but yet they seemed so real that I put I believed them so it would make me do things like if I was walking down a street I was only allowed to walk a certain way around lampposts so sometimes let's say the road was barricaded and the thought would say you're only allowed to walk on the left hand side of this lamppost it would make me do stupid things like go all around the houses just so that I could walk around the left hand side so what it was was the <laughs> what it was the thought in my head was saying if you don't do this something bad will happen, and it was making me do weird things as well. Like I'd be sitting watching TV, and I would have to start counting on my hand. So the first finger would be one, it'd be two, three, four, five, but then you would have to. I can't even remember now. It would make me do things like I'd have to count backwards from twenty on one hand really quickly so if I messed it up I had to go all the way back to the beginning and it was like if you don't do this something bad will happen so I, sometimes I'd be there for minutes doing this stupid counting my these, these numbers and I had to keep doing it until I got it right so what happened was one day I was watching a program on channel 4 about OCD and there's this bloke on there and this lady was saying she was only allowed to eat I think it was blue skittles so she had, if she had a packet of Skittles, she was only able to eat the blue ones. And she said, I know this is stupid, but I can't stop doing it because something says if you don't if you do not do this, something bad will happen. And I, I could relate to that because I thought, yeah, she's she knows it's stupid as well. But the power of that th- stupid thought, the negative thought, is so, so strong. You believe it. You, you can't you can't sort of change it. He. <laughs> The bloke, the, I think he was like some sort of therapist or something. What he did was he said to her, she said, I, I can only eat the blue ones because something bad might happen. He interrupted and said, something bad might happen, but it might not. So that's this, that's this week's little inspirational quote. It's something bad might happen, but it might not. That was the start of me starting to question the the, the thoughts in my head. Because before that... Whatever thought was in my head, I just believed it to be real. And this bloke, what he did was he, he made me realise that I didn't have to just believe the thought. I could I could question it. Yeah, and it was like a little experiment. So this girl on the TV, 
she she started every time she it said something bad might happen she started saying but it might not so she started eating these skittles or something and then what happened was she started to, to realize that she could eat the other skittles so i thought oh, i'm going to try this so if i was walking down the street and the thought said you're only allowed to walk on the left hand side i would say it says something bad might happen i said yeah but it might not he it's almost like it's almost like that little demon is saying something bad happen it's trying to control you it's a very physical representation of the control that the negative thoughts it has on you and it's almost like i turned to the little demon and i said no i'm going to try and see what happens so what i did was i walked on the right hand side nothing bad happened and then you started realizing i don't have to believe these these thoughts anymore so then i i slowly over a few months i just dismantled all of my little ocd things and i only kept the good ones so the things like arranging things on your desk in a nice neat order to me that's kind of like a positive ocd thing because it's it's that's a positive thing so again it's like negative and positive not all negative things are n- negative but you've got to sort of analyze your thoughts to see which ones are yeah you basically what you do is you 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 ask yourself is this actually a positive thing cuz and what you do is you just keep the ones that you think are positive so some of the ocd is actually quite good yeah but that was the start of it that's the start of me questioning these little thoughts that's one of the most powerful things I've ever I've ever heard really and again it was just a little thing all it was was it was just answering back to the thought and saying you're not being horrible to it yeah you're not being horrible to the thought you're just saying look you might be right but I'm going to do an experiment to see if see if there's another way he and then what happens is the the, the proof comes you start seeing that there is you're basically again this is free will this is the ultimate example of free will you have the free will about whether you walk on the left or the right of that lamppost yeah so ocd to me is is like a i would say ocd is maybe some sort of extreme anxiety which has manifested as a physical sort of like habit thing and most of the time ocd people they know that what they're doing is stupid but they can't help it because the, the thoughts have got because what happens is these little thoughts they turn into habits and then habits are really hard t- to break so yeah it's quite cool isn't it <laughs> that's basically it really so this week this week's little inspirational quote something bad might happen but it might not. And that's from some bloke from the telly. He did a dee. Yeah. <laughs>